the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Okay, good morning, everyone. Uh, this is uh, Al Fadi, and I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Let Us Reason. And uh, of course, this one, I want to emphasize to you that it is live. Indeed, this is me speaking to you right now. And of course, if you want to join us uh, by uh, having any questions directly uh, to me or maybe uh, sharing any insights or uh, having any clarifications and uh, whatnot, you can always call us directly at 602 274 one three six zero. That's six zero two two seven four thirteen sixty. Once again, this is Al Fadi, and I'd like to welcome you to another episode. This time, another live episode of Let Us Reason, a Christian Muslim dialogue with Al Fadi. And uh, it's always uh, a pleasure to, um, of course, uh, witness to you and share with you and uh, serve you. But it's always a humbling experience for me also to speak directly to my Muslim people. And I hope that uh, they will take the time to not only listen to this particular um, episode today, but they can always go back to all of our archived episodes for the last three and a half years, almost four years now, and just listen to each one of them. You can, of course, access them in a variety of ways. One easy one is you just go to SoundCloud. Dot com and listen to the previous episodes. Right now, it is being hosted also on Omni Studio. And um, we can also go to our website, Sierra International, Sierra with a C as in Charlie, C-I-R-A International.com. And in there, there is also a section for Let Us Reason. So these are some of the simple ways that you can always go back to previous episodes. Every episode usually will have a title and We'll have a brief description of what the episode was all about. Some of them were in series styles. In other words, they have like a number uh, of parts, and others were just a one-time only. Today, I would like to just take this time uh, to give you some up-to-date, basically, uh, uh, you know, developments related to uh, my ministry, and especially from the media side. As you know... I am a former Muslim from Saudi, and my ministry is called Sira International. And Sira stands for the Center for Islamic Research and Awareness. And part of what I do usually is teaching in person, doing seminars. Sometimes I even do webinars. But the other part that is really dear to me is the media side of my ministry. And it's, uh, it encompasses a number of uh, parts. Uh, one of it has to do with the podcast that we're doing right now. Another part has to do with satellite programming that is done 
in Arabic and aired in the Middle East primarily, but it's also globally. You can watch it from anywhere if you have a satellite that access it. Satellite, I should say, uh, equipment that access it. Uh, but uh, you can always go, of course, online to watch my satellite programming. Primarily, it's done in Arabic, as I said. And, uh, for instance, Kingdom Sat. Kingdom Sat uh, is the, uh, uh, the the housing website for those programs. And uh, finally, I also do my own videos, and uh, those can be found uh, on my YouTube channel, Sira International. That's C as in Charlie, C-I-R-A International. In there, we have the English channel, and we are preparing to launch officially our Arabic channel, even though it's already been tested right now. Uh, we are prepared to launch it uh, formally. Obviously, it is also called Sierra International, but in Arabic, and uh, we will give people link to that. So here is what we've been doing since last year, for instance. Uh, we've developed at least closer to 100 videos, and we have a number of fabulous guests with us. The likes of apologists like David Wood, uh, Dr. J. Smith, Sam Shamoon, uh, not to mention also that we are in the pre- in preparation right now, uh, myself, Alfadia, and Dr. J. Smith, to uh, possibly appear on a number of shows with John Ankerberg, Dr. John Ankerberg. And he is going to uh, basically be discussing a number of hot topics related to the history of Islam, the Quran, and other aspects of Islam in general, but we will keep you posted on that. So here's some of the things that I was doing in the last, uh, basically, uh, few uh, few months, uh, since last year, of course, until this year. And obviously, these videos take a lot of time and effort. By the time we finish, they have to be edited, and then we launch them uh, one at a time. So with Dr. J. Smith, for instance, I did three different series. Uh, one of them had to do with Islamic slavery. And I know uh, this might come as a surprise to many, but one of the ways, unfortunately, Islam is presented to, for instance, uh, our um, you know uh, brothers um, who are African Americans or maybe uh, those who are in Africa itself, is that Islam is a religion that came to liberate them from slavery. And I wish I can tell you that that's the case. Sadly, while the history of slavery is always a sad one and is always a troubling one when it comes to Western slavery, uh, we have to emphasize that that history lasted for uh, at least a few hundred years versus the Islamic slavery almost for centuries now, almost 12 centuries, if not even more. And the idea that Islam came to liberate people from slavery and give them freedom is absolutely... um, uh, anti the teaching of Islam itself. The very essence of Islam's teaching is that any follower of Islam, to begin with, is a slave to the God of Islam. So right there, you know that you really have no freedom uh, to feel that you are part of the heavenly family, for instance. Compare that to the Bible. In the Bible, we are called the children of God. You know, because of the name of Christ, we were given the right He's given us the authority, basically, to be called the children of God. Now, that's a huge contrast between the two. To be called the child of God is one thing. To be called the slave of God is a whole different story. Not to mention that also in Islam and its teachings, 
that there are no equality between Muslims and non-Muslims. In other words, in Islam, you do not come across a verse in the Quran that says people are created in the image of God. That doesn't exist. The Bible teaches that in Genesis, for instance, 1, verses 26 and 27, God says, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. And right there, God is elevating the status of man to be something special. God himself made man. I mean, he spoke things into existence, but when it came to the creation of man, he himself created man by his own hands to show how delicate, uh, basically, that process was and how careful God was in terms of elevating the status of man. Now, it is man who failed God, not God who failed man, because of disobedient by Adam and then, of course, sin. And we continue to sin against a God who is love, God of grace, a God who is our Redeemer. That's why my name is Abdul Fadi. I mean, you know me as Al Fadi. That's the last part of it. But Abdul Fadi is servant of the Redeemer. He's the one who redeemed me from the hellfire, from punishment, because he himself humbled himself and came all the way down, taken on the form of a servant in the likeness of man and humbled himself all the way to the cross so that I now will have that right to be called the child of God by believing in his work. So the intent behind this series then is to uh, shed the light a lot deeper on what does Islam teaches about slavery and the status of those who are of different color and there are many disturbing things in that series. I encourage you, of course, to go to our YouTube channel, Sira International, and just uh, uh, search for uh, Islamic slavery, and you are going to uh, come across a multi-part series that was done on this particular one, and in there you'll get a lot more insights. Uh, once again, this is Al-Fadi, and if you're joining us, uh, this is another live episode of Let Us Reason, and you are welcome to call us, of course, directly at the studio. Uh, the number is 602-274-1360. Again, it's 602-274-1360. Another uh, series of videos that I was able to do uh, since last year has to do with interviews with uh, uh, our dear brothers like David Wood, who is a well-known apologist, uh, Islamic apologist. You can always Google the name David Wood. You'll come across his own YouTube channel, for instance, called Acts 17 Apologetics. Acts, that's the book of Acts, Acts 17 Apologetics. And uh, we did a number of shows, myself and uh, David. Uh, part of it has to do with debunking some of the Islamic objections or... Uh, claims that the Quran, for instance, contains scientific evidence or that Muhammad was prophesied in the Bible, and the list can go on and on and on. I also uh, brought in our dear brother Sam Shimon to join us uh, in a number of those episodes, and we ended up handling a number of common Islamic objections and Q&As. We did a number of Facebook Live. By the way, you can always go to my own Facebook, uh, personal Facebook, at Al-Fadi, A-L-F as in Frank, A-D-I, dot Sira, C-I-R-A, Al-Fadi dot Sira, or my ministry uh, Facebook pages. We have one for the ministry itself, Sira International, and we have one for me, 
as a ministry page called The Al-Fadi. That's T as in Tom, H as in Henry, E as in Elephant, A as in Apple, L as in Luma, F as in Frank, A-D-I, The Al-Fadi. In there, you can scroll down and you'll come across a number of those videos that have been recorded. You can also follow me almost on a weekly basis. I do very short Facebook Live videos that take about 5 to 10 minutes. Sometimes I address a specific post. Sometimes I deal with a specific topic. Sometimes just I interact in a general way with people. Nevertheless, all of these tools are available for you to help you in your own ministries. For instance, in our own webpage, which is sirainternational.com, or the YouTube channel, Sira International, you'll come across a number of teachings. One has to do with the Trinity. 16 videos alone on the Trinity, and we title it The Trinity Explained. We're still working on it because we still have one last part to cover, which might take us another probably 8 to 12 videos on top of those 16. I also address the claim that Jesus wasn't crucified according to the Quran, and we debunked that argument by taking the Quranic verse and dissecting it basically clause by clause and then showing supporting evidence from the scripture that Jesus indeed was crucified. Here is other things as well that we were able to do, uh, and you can access them on our YouTube channel. Once again, this is Al-Fadi. And if you're joining us, thank you so much for taking the time to do so. Uh, This is another live show of Let Us Reason. And you can call us directly if you have any questions or you'd like to interact with us. The number is 602-274-1360. 602-274-1360. We did also another series uh, related to the unknown history of Islam with Dr. J. Smith. Here is one taste of that. For instance... Muslims, as you know, all over the world, when they build mosques or even when they want to pray privately, they must face towards Mecca. And that's something that they were commanded, basically, in the Quran to face towards the holy shrine in there called the Kaaba. But myself and Dr. J. Smith, uh, we exposed the idea that, historically speaking, and many of the archaeological evidence actually contradict the teaching of the Quran and shows that the original prayer direction was in Mecca, at least for the first 200 years of the history of Islam. Notice, Islam started in 610 AD by almost 830, give or take. The direction of prayer was all over the board. But the central piece of all of that is a town known as Petra in southern Jordan. So there is enough archaeological evidence these days to support that Petra could have been the original Mecca. I know this might come as a shock to many, but that's why we encourage you to go to our YouTube channel, Sira International, and begin to watch those particular videos about that topic. It is called The Unknown History of Islam, and you'll find a multi-part videos dealing with that. By the way, the guy who's sitting next to Jay Smith, Jay Smith is the older gentleman with the white hair, and you cannot miss him. I'm the guy who's wearing the Saudi garb, covering my head, and so on and so forth. So you can't miss me too. Uh, and that's how you will know me. Now, here's other things that I ended up doing also with Dr. J. Smith. And this is a passion of mine. I'm doing my PhD on the uh, early Quranic manuscripts and trying to show that the Quran went through a redaction process from its early days. In other words, 
Muslims, and as I was a Muslim myself, I used to believe the Quran is perfect, is unchanged. The Quran that we have today in our hand was exactly the same Quran that was revealed from heaven to the Prophet of Islam 1400 years ago. Let me tell you with a profound, basically, voice. Absolutely not. That's not the case. There are hundreds of contradictions as we look at the early Quranic manuscripts alone. Hundreds of corrections. Hundreds of edits. There are missing parts. And the list can go on and on and on. So that's what we did, myself and Dr. J. Smith. We took the early Quranic manuscripts, at least when we say early, by the way, we're talking about the first two centuries of Islam. The 7th century and the 8th century, which is... First century Islam, second century Islam, because Islam came into the being at the beginning of the seventh century in the year 610 AD. And and uh, uh, most of the uh, basically the documentations about the Quran and the history of Islam and the biography and everything else were completed almost 300 years later. So the first 200 years of Islam were moving parts and were fluid in terms of some of the information, specifically when it comes to the Quran. I don't want to, of course, spoil the surprise for you, but go there and you will see a lot of interesting things. Now, why do I bring up these things to you? Once again, this is Al-Fadi. And if you're joining us, this is a live episode of Let Us Reason. Thank you so much for taking the time uh, to tune in. You can call us at 602-274-1360 if you have any questions. The reason why I bring up all of these uh, uh, ideas and all of these videos and all of these topics to your attention, because first we want to equip you as those who have a passion to reach Muslims for Christ. And second, we want to help even disciple people. Many times I come across young Christians, when I say young, young in faith, it doesn't matter how old you are, but you're young in faith, that are really doubting because they have engaged a Muslim in a dialogue, and all of a sudden the Muslim began to attack the Bible and its authority, attack the crucifixion of Christ, attack the deity of Christ, and when we do not know what we believe in, and when we do not know how to articulate our faith, then we end up, unfortunately, either running away from the argument, or not confronting it in this case, or beginning to doubt our faith, and are we standing on solid foundation? Let me tell you this, Jesus is real, and standing on Christ is the strongest thing you can do, and He is our Savior, and no other Savior beside Him. He is the only way to heaven. That I can assure you of, but you also have to do your part. You have to walk with the Spirit, you have to grow, and you have to trust that our Lord Himself will empower you, but you have to be in the Word of God. That's the number one task before we even begin to attack other beliefs. You cannot really dialogue with somebody from a Muslim faith or Mormon faith or Jehovah Witness uh, belief if you yourself don't even know what you believe in. Because... Many times, and heads up to all of them, I really admire the fact that there is some tenacity and and zeal in the Muslim faith or Jehovah Witness or Mormons because they learn from a young age, just like I learned as a a Muslim, uh, uh, former Muslim, of course, today, but Muslim back then, uh, from a very early age, how to defend my faith. My faith in Islam. And that's what we want our Sunday schools to be about. It's not about music only. It's about the scripture. So that's really my appeal to all who are listening to us, because it's extremely important for us to know what we need to know about our faith. And then these videos hopefully will help you in your encounter with Muslims and your dialogue with them to begin to gently ask questions. It's not about debate. I'm not giving you tools to debate Muslims. I'm giving you tools 
to engage Muslims in conversations. You'll be surprised how many Muslims told me that they had no clue that the Quran had that many problems. They had no clue that the historical uh, uh, facts about Islam are questionable. And the list can go on and on and on. So this is why we as believers have this responsibility to try and to reach at the last because God is bringing Muslims to our backyard, whether they are Syrian refugees, Iraqi refugees, Afghani refugees, and the list can go on and on and on. And the problem is, if we do not capitalize on this opportunity, golden opportunity, that God is moving people around and bringing them to our backyard so that they may seek him, that's the people that he's bringing to our backyard, in hope that they may reach out to him and find him. You find this basically in Acts 17, verses 26 and 27. That's what Paul's argument was with the Athenians, is that God who made heaven and earth and all that is in him, who does not need anything basically from man, he's the one who supplies man with his needs, sustains man, he is the same God who made all of humanity from one man, that is Adam. So we are all related to Muslims. They are our cousins, our brothers in the flesh. We all come from one heaven, uh, one human father, and that's Adam. But that doesn't mean we are saved by virtue of being from Adam. No, we all fell because of the fall of Adam. We all inherited this original sin. We all sin against God. We are all under condemnation. That's why God sent his son to save this world from judgment. And that's why this is called the good news. The good news that God sent his son to die on the cross for our sins and that we, by faith in him, will have that hope in entering into his presence again because of his righteousness and not our righteousness. That's why we need to capitalize on these golden opportunities that God is bringing to our backyard these days. Once again, uh, if you're joining us, this is Let Us Reason, and I was giving you kind of a brief update on some of the uh, video series that uh, we were able to produce uh, since almost um, May of last year, 2017, and we produced almost 100 videos, and we're still working on uh, producing more because these series can go on forever. There is so many topics and so many issues that we have to address point blank, basically, and hit on and try to equip the believers who are engaging in Muslim apologetics or engaging in Muslim evangelism and outreach to be able, first, to stand solid on our faith, and second, to reach our Muslim friends with the truth, the gospel, the good news, and ask the right questions so that our Muslim friends will begin to think. And think about what? Think about their eternal destiny. Think about their assurance of salvation. Think about who Jesus is indeed. In fact, I'll be doing a number of series on this own podcast about who Jesus is in the Quran alone. It's an amazing thing when you come across the person of Christ in the Quran because the Quran was merely reporting what the Christian communities and the scripture were already sharing about our Lord Jesus Christ. We are approaching the end of our show. Thank you again for joining us. This is Al Fadi, and you are listening to Let Us Reason. And of course, you can always go to either our website, sirainternational.com, or 
our uh, basically podcast uh, housing, you know, platforms like Omni Studio right now. And in the past, it was SoundCloud. Nevertheless, you can listen to this particular one and all of the previous ones. But please, um, uh, we encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel, become a subscriber. And you can also uh, become a Patreon patron, where if the Lord puts you in your heart to support us, even with $1, believe it or not, all of these funds could be used to produce more and more of these podcasts and more and more of the videos that I was sharing with you about that you can find at our YouTube channel, Sira International. Once again, this is Al-Fadi, and i really like to thank you for taking the time to be with us today. Until we meet again, have a blessed day. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.